Hi, I'm Adam Sanford. I'm an academic life coach and professor in Los Angeles. And I'm Dinur Bloom. I'm a college professor in Los Angeles. And this is Learning Made Easier, a podcast where we discuss how we learn and how we teach and how they overlap. Welcome back to Learning Made Easier. This is episode 121, The Advantages of Taking Public Transportation to Campus. So this topic was suggested by one of Denor's former students, and Denor uses public transportation when classes are face-to-face, so we figured, why not create an episode on it and tap into what he knows? So you're on, Denor. If your campus is anything like mine, and we're in East Los Angeles, parking is at its very best really 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 tough to find unless you're there for super early classes Uh, more commonly it is just about impossible to find unless you want to park a few miles away from campus and what's more every time you register for classes and you look at parking it's several hundred dollars it's pretty pricey and not to mention they're the costs of using a vehicle meaning you're going to have wear and tear on your car you're going to get gas, oil changes, what and whatnot. Now, I'm pretty lucky in that the campus I teach at, we have a train platform on our campus. And before I moved, I lived about 20 minutes away from a train station. Uh, Now I'm about five to 10 minutes away from a few train stations that serve that campus stop. And I'm kind of lucky because that means I can just take the train. And even though I didn't save time, I saved a lot of stress because driving in Southern California, we can tell you the distance in miles, but more correctly, we'll tell you it in hours or in minutes. And I can tell you I was about 70 or 65 miles away from campus, but that with morning rush hour translated to about a two or two and a half hour drive. Can I, can can I interject here? When I was in graduate school, we had a student from rural Wisconsin and she was her first year at Riverside, and she got a job in Orange County. And she said, it's only 30 miles away. That'll take me a half hour, not in Southern California. Her first drive to work, she was two and a half hours late. She came back to our campus saying, I want to live where people are normal. Southern California is crazy. I will never drive in traffic here again. And she dropped out and went back to Wisconsin because she could not handle how our traffic is. She expected 30 miles to mean 30 minutes, and maybe it does in a rural area, but anytime you live in anything, even if you're in a smaller town, if you have freeways or highways, you're going to have traffic. If you have traffic, it's going to slow you down. You're going to be sitting in exhaust in a in a frozen parking situation at least once on the highway. I've traveled and I've been in other bad traffic situations. So for those of you who are in rural areas, maybe this is not as big a concern, but I would be willing to bet that you're also able to probably walk or bike to school. But if you are living anywhere where you're out in, say, a huge metropolitan area like New York or like Los Angeles or any other large city, taking public transportation can save you tons of time. I was able to use that train ride going to campus as a way to sleep or a way to read or a way to just listen to music and zone out or a way to look at my slides. And I felt like I was able to use my time. And maybe that's me being way too worried about being productive 24-7. But it was a very real feeling at the time. But it also gave me a chance to rest. 
because the train wasn't super full when I took it. And so I would just find a nice place to take a nap and lay down for the hour and a half ride. Now, one of the things that I found out a few weeks into my first semester teaching there was that some of my own students were using the train. And even though they got on or off earlier than I did, depending on which direction we were traveling in, they got on after I did or they left before I did, we'd be able to chat. And we didn't really talk about grades or anything directly class related most of the time, but we got to chat about what school was like. We got to talk about what they cared about. And what I really enjoyed about it was this was a chance for us to just connect as people. We're not just people delivering course content at students. Now, the thing is, too, is if you live in a place where public transportation is your norm, like if you live inside New York City, you probably take the subway or you probably take the bus system if you are in California Bay Area, right? You're going to take BART and that's just a norm for you. But for some folks like me, I mean, I grew up in the suburbs. And the only time I ever took public transportation was when I was in high school, because I was in uh, several classes in high school that were half semester classes. And so by the time November rolled around, my campus didn't finish school until 3.30, but I was usually done with classes by two because I was a senior. And so although I would still take the the district school bus to campus, to class, I would take public transportation home. I'd get on the bus. And I found out why people in New York and in other large cities that have good, you know, mass transit, always wondered why people in Southern California had such, you know, such a heavy workload. Well, it's because for a lot of people in places where mass transit is the norm, you can grade papers while you're sitting there on the bus or on the train, or you can prep a class while you're sitting there on the bus or on the train, or you can check the accounts that you need to deal with when you're on the bus or the train. But if you're in Southern California, you're driving a car. And so you cannot multitask that way. It's not safe. And so I sometimes wish that there was a way that I could use public transportation to get to work. But unfortunately, where I live in Southern California, A, it's not viable and B, it's not necessary because my campus is only a 10 minute drive by street from where I currently live. But if I lived in the area where Denor lives still and I had to get to my campus, I would be trying to find some way to take public transportation. And I would probably find that I was a lot less stressed when I got home because I would have done my grading on the train. <laughs> I would be done by the time I got to the train station. So apart from that, you know, reducing your stress and getting time to do what you need to do, why else might people take the train or the bus to work? Well, Denor found a couple of transit blogs. We're going to link to those in the show notes. And some of the advantages that these blogs highlight about public transportation include you have a regular backup for getting home. Like if you miss the bus or you miss the train, there's always going to be another one that'll come by. And for those who are able, taking public transit means you're going to be walking a little more. You might be sitting on the bus or the train, but you've got to walk to get to the bus stop or from the parking lot to the train platform. And so you're going to take a few more steps. You'll get a little more exercise. It's also apparently a really good way to get to know your neighborhood or your city because you're going to be on the same route every day. Well, then you'll start noticing that there's that, you know, that bodega a stop before yours. Maybe you'll get off the bus or maybe you'll get out of the train and you'll go and get something at the little bodega and get to know the people there and then get on the train to go to your own stop and go home. And for those who are environmentally conscious, and I know that more and more of us are these days, well, with that report that just came out recently, what was it, the IPCC report that just came out recently? Fewer cars on the road means less gas burned and fewer emissions thrown into the atmosphere. So there's environmental benefits as well. And finally, 
you might have to sit in traffic, but you're not responsible for driving through it. And that may really reduce your stress. Now, I know that for some people, they're the opposite. They're control freaks. They've got to be in control of the drive, and that's fine. But for those who don't, for those who are fine with being passengers, hey, if this gives you a way to reduce your stress, why not do it? So that's what we have for you in episode 121. If you're finding this podcast helpful, please share it with your friends. We're always hoping to get new subscribers so we can help more people. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. Podcasts, Spotify, and Android. We're hosted on Blueberry.com. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you wrote a review of this podcast on Apple Podcasts. And be sure to join us next week for episode 122, when we'll talk about getting students to participate in online discussions. You've been listening to Learning Made Easier, a podcast about how we learn, how we teach, and how they overlap. We want to say thank you to all of our supporters on Patreon who make this podcast possible. If you want to support us, please go to www.patreon.com slash learning made easier. We look forward to seeing you next week.